0: Welcome to the Agency Collective Tales with Ellie Hale, our podcast where we talk to our brilliant agency owners about all things agency life. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Stokely Howard from Trendy Grandad. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Stokely.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, first off, I've got to say what an amazing name, Stokely (laughs) Howard, you sound showbiz. And then also (laughs) Trendy Grandad what an amazing name so it's a bit
1: of a um, mouthful for some people (laughs) yeah yeah it's a bit of a mouthful. some people were like what did you just say three of those words didn't make sense in that sentence you just said my first name is actually stokely it's a bit of a a bizarre name but i think my parents must have been on mushrooms or something when they gave it to me (laughs) just like let's just pick this name and like that'll do Um, do you know
0: where they got it from was it like from a novel was it from a film
1: i was named after a black civil rights activist called stokely carmichael he was under martin luther king's wing almost it was like you know sidekick you know he's a bit like robin to batman and he put a lot of protests together to you know that's who i was named after so that's always a story to tell inspiring
0: <laughs> and then... my name's eleanor elizabeth named after two okay. queens so i like that i'm not royalty yet though damn it
1: well you might be related who knows did like a DNA test that goes back like twenty years. I don't think so mate, I mean,
0: there's not much
1: royalty in Eastbourne. <laughs> no, there's not much royalty in my end either. And then the name Chendi Grandad was originally inspired by my grandad. We're based in Norwich and Norfolk. And he's such a fashionista because he's so cool. <laughs> he's 72 and he just wears all designer clothes and got much better fashion sense than me. And I was like, oh, everyone always used to say to me, Oh, your granddad's so cool that like, he's so fashionable and whatever. So I was like, what am I gonna call an agency? I'm not gonna call it Stokely and Adam Video or what am I gonna call it? One of the key things for marketing is trying to stand out, right? Let's call ourselves Chinese granddad. It's always a talking point. People are always like, <laughs> what does that mean? And people remember it. Good, hopefully, not bad. <laughs> so that is the reason why.
0: Oh my God. And, and does your granddad feel like a rock star as a result?
1: Yeah, he walks around Norwich now going, do you know who I am?
0: <laughs> you just recently held a massive event for young entrepreneurs. Can you tell me a bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So it all started about two years ago before lockdown in the Norfolk space. We're about two years old, turning Granddad is. And when I came into the Norfolk business space, there wasn't a space and, or community just for young entrepreneurs. And there wasn't a networking group or community, I guess, that felt like it was designed for me and then built for me as a person. We've all been to networking groups where you have to have coffee at 5.30 in the morning or it's full of people that just aren't you and you as a person. And I was like, there's a need for this in Norfolk. It's been done in London. It's been done in Manchester. And I've been to events in Manchester and that's where I was before I came to Norfolk. There's a massive need for this and it's just not being facilitated by anyone. So I contacted the Norfolk Chamber of Commerce and said, look, guys, you have a bit of a stigma around you as a chamber. Is this something that you wanted to change? And they said, actually, you've hit us at the right time. We're going through this change and we want to try and appeal to younger people and help the young business community. So I said, great, let's come together let's collaborate and create this event and create this space. And then what that gave birth to was Generation E, which is what we call the events. And we held our first one two weeks ago now at a brewery in Norfolk. We had a capacity of 60. We sold 60. So we sold it out. We sold a full marquee out of under 35-year-olds or thereabouts. Some people would just scrape them 35, but I know who you are. (laughs) The aim of the space isn't to annoy the older people because there's plenty of networking events out there for all different types of people. There's networking events out there for women. There's networking events out there for all different types of people. This is for young entrepreneurs and young professionals. And our aim is to create that space so they can inspire each other, collaborate with each other and, and work with each other and hopefully expand themselves in their business community. Yeah,
0: totally. I think magical things happen when you put like-minded people together or people that are going through the same challenges. Like the Agency Collective, we are exactly. a community just for agencies. It would yeah. work if we were a community just for businesses because you want to speak to like-minded folk, right? Yeah. So how did you guys start your agency?
1: I was working in the television and commercials world before I started TG and what I did notice when I was working with other production houses and commercial agencies and creative agencies or whatever it might be, that me personally, I had so many ideas and I just wanted to work with people that I wanted to work with. And a massive part of it might sound arrogant, but I don't like working for people. That's just who I am as a person. So I felt like at that point in my life, about 22, I felt like I'd gained a lot of experience in the television world, producing television commercials, producing television. And shows and entertainment shows and shiny floor shows. I felt like I'd got that experience enough to get my own clients, build up my own agency. And then what I realized was after doing it for a year, there were skills that I was lacking that I didn't have. One was the financial side of the business. One was the operational side of, of a business. I'm not very good at writing personally, so I was never very good at writing proposals. So that was always letting me down. Just some fundamental skills that I thought, do you know what, I'd be much better with a partner. Adam, who is my business partner now, He is the complete opposite to me in every single way, shape and form. He went to university. I started a job on the Jeremy Kyle show. (laughs) He did economics and finance. I dicked around in the television industry for three years and just got drunk every weekend. So we're very different people. I'm very creative and uh, unicorns and fairies and he's very much numbers and statistics and stuff. Yeah, but it (laughs) worked. Yeah, exactly. And he'd just come out of university at the time. Although he did finance and economics, he was doing Facebook ads and PPC for his own clients. I said, look, you hold these skills that I don't have. But he also agreed that I had skills that he didn't have. So I've been friends for absolutely years, since year eight. How old were we then? 10, 12? I don't know. <laughs> That's so long ago now. And we came together and then we formed Chandler properly.
0: So how was it, having started it for a year, handing over the reins to your mate?
1: Very easy. The reason being is because I wholeheartedly trusted him and I didn't feel like I was handing anything over to him because I wasn't handing over my side of the business. What it was enabling me to do was do the things that I just love in the business so that it was quite easy. It wasn't like we're battling at all.
0: That's brilliant. And since you've joined forces, how have you seen the agency grow?
1: Interesting over COVID. (laughs) Sideways, backwards, left, right. Oh
0: my God, what a time. (laughs) What a roller coaster, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been fun, but it's been stressful. There's a time when COVID first hit and 90% of our work was in bars, restaurants, hotels. And it's like, I don't know if you believe this podcast, but <laughs> crap. <laughs> like, what do we do? All of our work has just and off the, the COVID mountain. How do we recover from this? And we were shifted and then we've shifted again and we've shifted one more time. And, you know, I think that's been the biggest part of it. It's just, it's been frustrating because you want to just be set in stone and just get really good at that. And you want to just go on that track for a long time, but you've got to shift and you've got to move with the time. Oh my God,
0: you've got to pivot. Any Agencies that stood still—they were the ones that floundered.
1: Yeah, we massively found that. Like, we could have just stood still and be like, let's figure out a way of how to work with nightclubs. Not even open. (laughs) It's not going to work, is it?
0: Have they all come running back now? Though, is that area something you're exploring now?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still doing actually our first bar promotional video again in uh, for Halloween, but that's like the first one we've done since COVID because we've shifted so much since then and we've grown so much since then and our client base has grown so much now we just work with corporate businesses that want to be cool and want to appeal to new audiences and want to be younger. Whereas at the start of COVID, we used to work with fashion companies and faster paced brands and all these nightclubs and bars and restaurants and all that sort of thing. But now we don't do any of that at all. We work with oil companies and insurance companies and all sorts of things. So we've really gone two ends of the spectrum. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey for sure.
0: So are you enjoying that place now with your agency where you're bringing the creativity? So is it that the clients that you work with don't really know what to do and don't know where to start? So you've got carte blanche as opposed to yeah. previously where you were working with cool places and cool brands, yeah. so you weren't really enhancing them as much?
1: Yeah, that's it. Our skill set is our younger creative minds. That's our biggest asset. And the reason why we're good at working with corporate businesses and that they want to work with us is because usually the corporate business has the problem that they are corporate and they don't want to be seen as corporate. So it's like, right how do we go in there and how do we make them appeal to younger audiences for example or for example if you've got like a logistics app everyone will say it's dull it's boring it's logistics it's not that exciting but if you've got a product that goes to the end user you need to be able to talk to that end user and you need to be able to show your app in a creative way that will resonate with that end user and that's what we're good at doing is making boring sexy <laughs> in short <laughs>
0: that on a t-shirt
1: yeah yeah well i'm about to get some banners made up actually i might put that on the banner
0: (laughs) do it do it with the neon lights
1: the neon sign make boring sexy yeah we actually say we make granddad's trendy is what we say is our more polite word than saying it
0: that's an excellent tagline what is next for trendy granddad where are you going who do you want to be working with
1: do you know what? It's interesting you say that. For me, I've shifted my mindset a lot over the last sort of two years. I always wanted to have a massive team and have 20 staff or 50 staff or whatever. And I've really, really shifted that mindset over the last two years. And what's next for us, I think, is focusing on sticking of what we're good at and doing that more and saying no to the opportunities that is not us as a brand and when you first start a business you do struggle and you say yes to everything and when you do that it's no one's fault but you fall down a path where you're just generalized And for us, we're trying to get the message out there that we want to work with corporate brands that want to be cool. All your companies, your insurance companies, your banks, they want to be cool. They want to showcase their products to younger people, or they want to be a bit more trendy, or they want to appeal to new audiences. We just want to keep doing that and consistently keep doing that. And therefore, I fulfilled my original reason why I went into business, which was working for people that I want to work for and enjoying my time as a business owner.
0: Mate, that is what it's all about. So yeah. what's the most exciting thing in recent months that you've been working on or the project that you've been most proud of?
1: <laughs> God, i have to think about that one. There's quite a few and for all different reasons, we did a music video, one of the ones that is not the biggest projects in the world, but I feel like it had a lot of purpose. We did a music video for a band and that's not something we usually do, but the reason why the band were doing it was such a good reason. I was like, we cannot not do this. They wanted to raise money for a, a dementia charity and We were like, okay, cool. We can put the video out there. We can say this is raising money, but how do we resonate? With someone who might have dementia, or their family member might have dementia, or they might be seeing signs of it. So, we created this really emotional storyline of this older guy who was living by himself, who had dementia, and he would walk out the house by himself. And in the story or the piece, he remembered by listening to music, and the music that he was listening to was the band's music. And he met a young kid along the way, and the young boy helped him out and stuff like that. It was a really like BFG type story. It was really sweet. I want to Um, watch it. Yeah, I'll send you it. And what it did, is it did really well in press and people really resonated with the actual story of the video. And for me, raising awareness or something like that is just, it beats anything else, to be honest with you. My God, mate, changing the world, changing the world with the agency. Not at all. Not at all. It's those pieces that agencies do. I feel like they give a sense of fulfillment more than anything else. We've worked with some huge clients and some huge brands and they're great and we love working with them. But I don't think that you'll never get that fulfillment as you will do doing like a charity piece or doing something that actually does real good. Actually, another one we did was a piece for Aviva recently, and that was for a community fund, which was very different to that project I've just mentioned. But we went down to Plymouth and we filmed a charity that take care of the british honeybee they're going extinct and
0: save the bees
1: exactly right and we're losing them and these guys they've put so much time and dedication into saving the honeybee and they're using like ai technology and all this really cool stuff and that project was something that felt like this has got a lot of purpose and a lot of meaning because you know when the video goes out there that people will take action from that and they'll either donate and then because of that video they'll donate and that will help the population of the honeybee so i like doing stuff like that
0: that's magic What's coming up in the next few months for you guys?
1: Christmas is <laughs> the thing on everyone's list at the moment. It's Christmas campaigns. We want to do our Christmas hat. We want to do it now. We want to, yeah, we want this story or whatever. That's, well, it's usually Halloween, Black Friday, Christmas. It's a busy time of the year, to be honest, with all those dates in the calendar
0: does it feel weird for you having to get in the festive frolics mindset like summer's only just over
1: yeah it does feel strange so you could be filming an ad and <laughs> you've got to find baubles in october <laughs> Something like that. it's actually easier to find baubles now when people moan about the shops bringing out christmas stuff too early i'm like no bring out as early as possible <laughs> so i can buy decks and buy props and stuff super easy at the moment it's when you want to do it sooner. It's like when you want to create a Christmas ad in July and people have got to be cold and you've got to find baubles and you're like, Grandad, <laughs> what's in your loft? <laughs> Leave your Christmas tree for a set or something like that. Yeah, you can't actually buy it from the shop. <laughs> yeah. Tapping
0: up the trendy Grandad for your props as well. Isn't yeah.
1: he? He's been in actually quite a lot of ads and all sorts of things because he's quite confident as a guy and I've used him in many different things so <laughs> far. Got him along to many different things, but he enjoys it. That's for sure. That's
0: brilliant. Oh, so yeah. Keith, it's been so lovely chatting to you today. Oh, thank you. Really thank appreciate you it. It's gone so, so quick. For coming on the oh, no, has not it? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and cannot awesome. wait to see what you guys do next. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe. Stay in touch. And if you like what you hear, find out more at theagencycollective.co.uk.